Hello, and welcome to Leading the Way. This is Kevin Robinson Jr., and I'll be your host in this podcast series where we discuss leadership and culture building with leaders in our Mount St. Mary's University athletics community. Home to over 450 Division I student-athletes and 22 Division I athletic programs, the Mount strives to develop ethical leaders who lead lives of significance. Welcome today, as we're excited about our guests, Barrett Elkins, head coach of our men's and women's tennis team at Mount St. Mary's. Barrett, thanks for coming and joining us today. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, it's always great. Uh, Barrett's starting his second year at the Mount and uh, got the men and women off to a you know, pretty decent start and uh, ready to get after it. So, Barrett, tell us, how, how'd you get to the Mount? So, a uh, little bit of a, a different story. Um, I started coaching about 10 years ago, um, but well before that, uh, I was uh, very connected and worked in the Archdiocese of Atlanta, um, was very close to the previous archbishop there, uh, Archbishop D- John Donahue, who was very fond of the Mount, he used to send a lot of the seminarians uh, from Atlanta to the Mount, and my mom worked directly for him, and I uh, got to uh, have a real relationship with him. He traveled with us, with our family. He was more of a, a grandfather to me than anything else, and um, he spoke so highly of the Mount that it was, uh, um, I, I always knew of it, uh, even though I had never been here. Um, about a year, a year and a half ago, uh, I saw the job open, and immediately my wife and I, we had just moved somewhere else, just purchased a house five months before, and we kind of both agreed right away that, you know, we, we've got to pursue it. Um, and uh, from there, actually, I, uh, I called a friend of mine who had, uh, uh, she was at the Mount, um, uh, Agnes Baronado, uh, and asked her about it. And she had nothing but good things to say about it. And I had no idea she's such a humble person that she was actually the commencement speaker about a week after I had spoke to her. Um, so oh, Aggie's one of the best, I mean, yeah. a tremendous, tremendous, um, representative of the Mount. Absolutely. So yeah, no, I, um, I just kind of felt like I really had to pursue it. And, uh, as soon as I got here, I knew why, um, you know, Archbishop Donahue loved the place. My first son's middle name is Donahue after Archbishop Donahue. And I just felt really connected as soon as I got here. No, we're glad to have you. I think you brought a, a substantial amount of energy and enthusiasm to the program, You've hit the ground running in terms of recruiting and you know getting the in, in individual development with the tennis team. And, and tennis is a unique sport in that you're an indiv- you have individual uh, accolades and you're you're fighting for yourself as an individual, but within a team concept. Can you kind of explain um, how that works and how you kind of drive your culture around that uh, unique aspect of tennis? Yeah, um, you're right. Tennis is unique. It's very different. Uh, it's not like the basketball, soccer's, the team sports where we can have one game plan and say, "Here's what we're going to do," and we're going. You guys are all going to fit within this system. Um, uh, it's a little bit more like all the other individual sports where we have to find what each individual does better and really cultivate that um, and help them find the best versions of themselves on the court. Um, within the the culture, it's it's a little tricky situation with trying to make sure that we are constantly getting each individual better, but also being able to support each other as a team. A lot of them come in to college uh, tennis, never having seen team tennis, not knowing what it's like to be on a team. And we really have to cultivate the supporting each other, um, building each other up and knowing that even if you win your individual match, but as a team, we lose, 
your match didn't really matter. Um, and on the flip side of that, we've got some people who are out there fighting and they may lose a match here or there. And um, because of where they are and everything they've done, our team is able to win. And so we really have to make sure they understand that it's much bigger than their individual match. And it's, uh, you know, the, the unit as a team that matters. Yeah. And another unique aspect of your position is that you're coaching both men and women. And so you're developing an overarching culture for the program, but you also have to develop this, these cultures for the men's teams and the women's teams. Um, how, how does that work for you? And what are some techniques you're using to uh, help really build those cultures for each of those individual teams? Yeah. So when I first arrived, they were um, in very different places. Uh, the men's team, the women's team were both um, uh, just different, you know? And um, so getting here, it was uh, right away, just trying to learn from them, learn where they were, learn um, the direction that they wanted to go when I first got here. And then uh, starting to really, lay the groundwork for where we're going. Um, when it came to the women's team, they had very different needs than the men did. Um, the men right away wanted to be uh, pushed hard. They bought in uh, right away, and the women were more uh, wanted to build trust with me right away. Um, neither neither was better or worse, uh, just had to handle them both very differently. Um, I feel like right now on the women's team, we have a good trust between uh, all of us right now. Our culture is definitely improving. Um, uh, every year, I feel like we still have a long way to go. Um, but we will constantly work on that, constantly move forward. And, um, it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the differences between both teams, being able to be around two different teams that have two completely different personalities, um, and making myself, uh, you know, not just the leader of the program, so find a way to fit in within the cultures that they already have so that we can keep improving them. Right. And so what are some of those core values? You know, I think that, you know, for every program, you have to have those, those values that you're living up to. What are, what are those core values that you're, you want your, um, each of the members of the program to aspire to? So we run our program based on six core values, uh, courage, endurance, focus, integrity, resilience, and sacrificial love. Um, those are our main concentration. Um, and we try and direct them all towards excellence. Um, we do it on court, uh, in the classroom, within relationships. Um, we do something fun within our uh, program where each one of them will choose one of those values that they are going to concentrate on and they're going to um, really try and improve. Um, uh, an exciting thing for me is a lot of times I'll hear stories of, hey, uh, you know, coach, I know I've been working on, you know, courage and in the classroom, something happened and they'll tell me a story of something that happened and um, and how, you know, they said, because I was working on this, I handled it a lot differently than I would have before. And uh, those things are really exciting for me. And we've seen um, those who are really buying in and those who are really, really um, yeah, just bought into the core values and directing them towards excellence are the ones who are also improving the most on court as well. Yeah, that, that holistic development is, is vital, I think, to not just your program, but every program with the man. I think the athletic department really uh, promotes that holistic development. It, when you look at the core values, how do you hold them accountable to those core values? I mean, something is, and I really like it, the sacrificial love, like how are you holding them accountable to that um, in, in the day-to-day -day actions in your program? So one of the first things that we talk about is that I, as an individual, cannot make them better at any of those. I can't make them love each other more. I can't make them more courageous. I can't make them more resilient. Um, but my role in here uh, with this individual program is to help point out opportunities. Um, it's really easy for us to sit down and say, 
hey, you remember last week when we were on court and this happened, you should have handled it this way. Um, but in the moment, if I can memorize each individual, what it is that they're working on, walk up to them on court and say, hey, this is an opportunity where you can be more courageous. Um, what I've found is when we approach it that way and we talk about opportunities for growth, um, they respond differently. They respond um, athletically differently, which is really exciting. Their response isn't necessarily, well, be more courageous mentally, but it's a physical response as well. And um, which goes back to those who are buying in and really concentrating and trying to get better at these are uh, we're seeing tremendous results right now. Now, that's awesome. We're going to take a quick break uh, to hear from our sponsor. But when we come back, we'll talk about how you get them to buy in. All right. And a uh, quick, quick note from our sponsors. Mount St. Mary's is proud to recognize Utz Snack Foods as the official snack food of the university. Handpicked from the freshest products available, Utz is the largest independent, privately held snack brand in the United States. Producing over 3.3 million pounds of snacks per week, when it comes to creating good times and fun, nothing brings friends and family together better than the phenomenal flavor and variety of the Utz family of snack brands. Welcome back to Leading the Way. And today's guest, head men's and women's tennis coach, Barrett Elkins. Barrett, so Barrett, when we last talked, we were talking about core values, accountability. And you mentioned buy-in. I think that's hugely important for any program is to have buy-in from the, the players on the team. What are some methods that you use to get buy-in? Like, What are some of those different things that you're doing with your men's and women's uh, student-athletes to establish buy-in? The... First one that I think is is arguably the most important is um, they know that I'm doing this as well, that I'm doing the same thing, that I am trying to grow in all of these. And um, they know that I'm willing to admit when I make mistakes, when I uh, when I fail in, in any of these core values. Um, my wife and I sat down uh, at the beginning of this year as well, and we were talking about what we're doing with the team and the core values, having each one of them choose one to concentrate. And um, I told her I was going to do one as well. And uh, um it's, it's been fun for me. Uh, I, before we had that conversation, she brought up that she thought that I was much more present, um, you know, just doing different things. And, uh, the one that I had chosen to really concentrate on was focus. And it was, um, uh, exciting for me to sit down and have that conversation with her to say like, look, I'm doing this as well. I'm trying and like, I, I'm showing, you know, my student athletes that this isn't just something I want them to do and I'm going to be above it and say, you're doing well or you're not and moving on. But, um, I'm trying to grow as a person as well, trying to do this. And, uh, they see that they, they know that, that I believe in this and that I believe that it's not only going to make us a better team, uh, better tennis players, but, um, better student athletes and better people. How's that going for you with the focus? Cause you know, I know you're going through a lot right now. You know, you've had a couple injuries on the, on the team, uh, a couple of season ending injuries. Um, you've also, you're in the midst of getting your second masters, uh, uh you know, and you, you got morning practices, like you got a lot going on. Like, how are you doing with that focus right now? Yeah, I'm sure, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure it's tough. Absolutely, it's tough. Um, one of the best parts about this is recognizing your own failure <laughs> and uh, being able to say, you know what, I did not do a good job here. And that's uh, that's what helps us grow. And I think that's what they're seeing as well is um, when they see me fail in a weird way, I think it's uh, almost more beneficial for them because it's not the failure, it's our response to it. Um, I, I, I 
I use a lot of analogies. I talk to them about other athletes, about other sports and trying to make a lot of comparisons. And one of the one I always talk about at the beginning of every year is uh, Tiger Woods. Um, and I know it's a controversial topic of uh, just bringing up his failure and um, his personal life. But when he was at his best on the golf course, um, he was arguably one of the most dominant athletes at the time. His stat that to me just blows me away wasn't, um, you know, what he did on par fives or, you know, his putting ratio. It was his score after a bogey or worse was tremendously better than anyone else in the field. And that's one of the things we try and focus on is how do we respond to our mistakes? And I think that's what has helped buy in on this as well is I'm not saying I'm not asking anyone to be perfect. I'm asking you to respond. I'm asking you to look at yourself and say, what can I do better? Um, that's helped our team atmosphere. It's helped everyone when there are cultural issues as well to be able to look at themselves and say, okay, you know what? I need to take ownership here. I messed up. Um, it's helping the forgiveness on, on the other side as well. If someone makes a mistake and hurts someone in, in any way, well, they're much more willing to forgive because there's a lot of honesty going on and a lot of uh, you know, self-reflection. I look at it as an uh, examination of conscience is what we're doing. And um, uh, I'm seeing some really fun results. I'm seeing some people who are really frustrated, but in a good way, frustrated because they feel like they want to be better. And that's exciting too. Uh, I think any coach you ever talk to is going to want to be around those people who are frustrated because they constantly want to be better. No, hundred percent. And test and, and tennis can be a frustrating sport at time. And also there's a snowball effect in tennis. You lose one point, you know, and, or you get broken, like it can create a snowball effect. So how's, how's, this focus on your core values and the focus on turning failures into learning experiences, helping with those type of things with the on the, the on the court stuff. Yeah. So uh, you're right. Tennis is, um, I, I talk to them a lot about it. Tennis is a sport of failures. You're going to make mistakes all the time. There's uh, um, you're going to have unforced errors. The other guy's going to hit winners. Uh, you know, your opponent, you know, she might be better than you. And um, so just being able for me to focus on it, uh, how I've concentrated most is, remembering each individual, what it is that they are working on and making sure that I can be there for them to just bring up opportunities. Like we, like we said, bring up opportunities of if they start to get down, if we see that snowball effect going the wrong direction of, Hey, this is an opportunity for you to, you know, practice endurance of mental endurance right now. You're, you know, in a sense, you're taking a lot of shots. You're, you're taking a lot of hits right now. And, you know, can you endure this and, and turn it around? And so we do a lot of, um, just individual conversations with them while it's happening of, um, again, pointing out at that moment of this is an opportunity. You're not failing. It's an opportunity to do something better. Uh, and that, that's fantastic. We're going to pause right here, uh, hear another word from our sponsors. We'll be right back with uh, Coach Elkins. The award-winning Federal Point End located in the heart of historic downtown Gettysburg, offers both guest rooms and luxury suites to accommodate your every need. Truly one of the best places to stay in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. The Federal Point Inn boasts a friendly atmosphere and a refined elegance that you won't find anywhere else. Their service and attention to detail has made the Federal Point Inn Gettysburg, Pennsylvania's premier address. Immerse yourself in the charm and rich history of the boutique hotel and book your next visit to campus and make sure you stay at the Federal Point Inn. Welcome back to Leading the Way, and we're uh, continuing our conversation with Coach Barrett Elkins of our head uh, of our men's and women's tennis uh, teams. Coach Elkins, we talked about core values. We talk about um, 
what's your how you're building your program a big part of that is is the student athlete and recruiting the right type of uh, young people to Mount St. Mary's for your program what what are you looking for in the recruiting process what are you looking for in those potential uh, prospective student athletes yeah that's a great question one of the first things um, I look at is uh, uh, the person as a whole is uh, not just Right now in tennis, there's a uh, what's called universal tennis rating, and there's a lot of coaches that only look at that number of what kind of rating are you, and um, you know the, I only want this number on our team, and obviously we want the best tennis players at all times. Um, but I look at the whole person. I look at are they the right fit? Are they going to bring something to our culture? Are they going to um, not only be a good fit for our team, but be a good fit at Mount Saint Mary's University? Um, uh, Mount Saint Mary's University is is not for everyone. But if it's for you, it is an awesome, awesome place and you can absolutely love it. And I make sure to tell them that um, in the recruiting process. I make sure to be very honest with them. Um, I had a recruit. uh, I I won't say any names, obviously. I had a recruit sit in my office with her family um, a couple of weeks ago. And I I laid out the plan of what we do with our core values. And uh, um, I mentioned the six core values that we talked about at the, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, it was an hour and 20 minutes later where her family and her were still sitting in there. And I just tested her. And I said, you know, I've thrown a lot at you. I've, I've, you know, told you what we do here. And I just, I just want to test you. Can you name the six values that we talked about before? And she named all six immediately. And all I thought was like, I want her here. Like this is the type of person that we're looking for. You know, she was bought in before she even came. And so I'm very honest in the recruiting process about what it is we're doing here, what it is we're building. And I want those people who are excited about it, who want to be a part of it and understand that if we have that type of culture and if those people hear that we're going to succeed everywhere, that we're going to just keep moving the right direction, we're going to be better on courts, um, we're going to start moving up the rankings in our conference, and um, I just think it's going to make everyone around just a m- much happier. Well, I mean, you're establishing such a tremendous foundation for your program. Uh, what is that vision? What, what is three years out, five years, 10 years out uh, for the, for the mountain tennis program looking like in your, in your mind? Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, it's a tricky question. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I like it. It's a tricky question. Um, obviously I want to win. Um, I, I want to win. I want to be the top of our conference. Um, however, I know there's also a lot of things out of your control. Um, you've got injuries that come, that come in. And so I think, uh, um, I'm going to direct the question a little bit differently in, uh, what is success and, and what is it that we're trying to build? Um, my goal is to be as successful as possible every year. And where I see success is achieving the highest amount that you can with what you have available to you. And um, if we come into those situations where we have three, four injuries in a year, we can still be very successful, even if we didn't meet that goal of winning conference or coming, you know, in the top two, whatever it is that our goal was. Um, and, I, and that's something I try and tell our student athletes a lot as well is um, success can be can look very differently. Um, and we want to make sure that they are always striving to, to get the most out of themselves and get the maximum potential that they can. Um, ideally I'd love to, you know, three years be one of the, you know, consistently one of the top four teams in the conference, um, five years, be one of those teams, you know, that has a target on our back, uh, for both men and women. Uh, that's, you know, the team to beat out there, the team that people don't want to come visit or play us because they know that we're, you know, a lot tougher here, that we've got the type of people on our team that are supportive, that are loud, that um, are just, you know, annoying in a very good sportsmanship way towards other teams. And so um, 
that's that's the direction we're trying to go. Um, how many years it takes to get there, I'm not sure yet. I hope uh, I hope within three years we can look back and say we're a whole lot closer than we are right now. No, that, that's fantastic. And, you know, we got new tennis courts coming. Uh, that's got to be pretty exciting for you and, and the program to have kind of that new new facility feel to it. Um, I think that can help you know with the recruiting process and with division. How do you feel about the the, the new plans with the Rooney Performance Center and the and the new tennis courts? Yeah, we're we're really excited. The courts are now going to be right in the middle of all the other athletic uh, fields. Um, so we're excited to be over there. We're excited that we're um, getting a new facility. Anytime anyone gets a new facility, it's exciting. I know the uh, student athletes are excited about it. I've been selling it um, in recruiting as well. Um, you see across the country right now, there's there's cuts being made about everywhere. And so whenever anyone hears that there's a new facility going up, it's exciting. They want to be a part of that. And so um, that's something that is, uh, it's been helping us quite a bit as well. And um, we're excited to, you know, for it to come in and, and to be able to get to, you know, move our matches over there and hopefully have, a, you know, an even better atmosphere than we've been able to have. So. Oh, nice. Now, talk to us a little bit about the schedule for the spring. You know, how's it shaping up for uh, for the program as you look towards conferences? Yep. So we um, we've already played one conference match, or uh, two now. Merrimack for us is a uh, um, uh, new to our conference as well. Um, we had a tough match on both of them. We've had some injuries, and uh, our team was hit by the flu. Um, so we've been. We've been surviving with uh, with what we have. We've had some really good um, performances by some individuals, which I'm really excited about. Um, with the amount of uh, players we have on our roster now, our roster size has doubled in you know in a year, and um, some of the players haven't really gotten a chance to. Um, show themselves yet. And we're trying to give them all an opportunity to get out to show what they can do. And some of them have been really impressive. Um, and it's exciting for me. It's exciting for uh, Brandon, our assistant coach, that we've been able to sit down and talk about it and see those who are um, making the most out of the opportunities they're given, um, who are stepping up when people are hurt and um, showing that, you know, when people come back that they, they still deserve a spot in the lineup. And uh, I tell them all the time, they should, they should try and make my job really hard. They should, you know, with the amount of people we have on our roster, make it hard for me to sit anyone. And there are some guys in our roster who are just really doing a good job of that and making it tough for me. No, that's good. You, you like to have that depth of your roster because, like you said, you've had the flu, you've had injuries. You, you want guys and, and the, the guys and the women to be able to step up and embrace those opportunities. Let's shift uh, gears a little bit towards uh, leadership. What, who are some of the people that you talk to, talk with, listen to, read to improve your leadership capabilities? Yeah, first and uh, foremost is um, my dad. Uh, I call him a couple times a week. Um, he probably knows as much about every one of the individual student athletes on our roster, and he's never met them um, as anyone else. So um, I, I call him. Um, his brother was a professional tennis player, coached at the University of South Carolina for 29 years. Um, and uh, he, a lot of times, my dad will tell me about uh, uh, Arlo, who's my uncle. He will tell me a lot like, well, this is how Arlo would do. This is what he would do. And so it's a lot of fun for me to get to, um, you know, hear from, you know, my dad about what Arlo would have done and uh, to, to handle tennis programs in that way. Um, other than that, to be honest with you, I, uh, I, I've really leaned on some of the coaches here who have had success. Um, uh, Jay Phillips, um, uh, Neil Yost, uh, our coaches here that I've, uh, I really reach out to quite a bit, uh, ask for advice, uh, look at, we sit down and we talk quite a bit about leadership and, um, just how to continue growing the program and have the programs reflect the vision of the Mount. Right. And I think all three of those programs that you guys are uniquely situated in that you have 
people competing individually in a, t- in, in, in a team atmosphere. You know, I think so. Those are great guys to, to lean on. And you know, all of our coaches, uh, you know, can are, are helpful in that way, I think, in the athletic department. So that's good. Any, any books that you're reading? I, I know you're, you're smack dab in uh, classes for, for the master's program. So, you know, getting that light reading on the side is a little bit tough right now, especially with the three kids as well. So, but anybody out there that you're, you're, you're looking at right now? Yeah, currently I'm uh, not doing a lot of uh, reading on the side solely because my, uh, my reading consists of Chronicles of Narnia for the kids at night. Nice. Um, so we're reading this about is... a chapter uh, a night right now. And, there you uh, go. So other than that, um, uh, other than textbooks, um, we are, uh, you know, just pushing through. And uh, luckily, there's a great podcast out there called Leading the Way that anyone can listen to for any uh, great leadership advice. Oh, uh, well, that's a tremendous plug. And, you know, we're going to end on that note right there. So, Barrett, I can't tell you uh, how great it is to have you here. And I uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are in the midst of your spring schedule. So, uh Really appreciate you uh, coming up and uh, talking with us today about leadership and culture building at Mount at the Mount. Great, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. Take care and thank you uh, for joining us today on Leading the Way with Coach Barrett Elkins of Men's and Women's Tennis. Have a great day. <laughs>